Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Um, my husband has got to go in this day for group, group therapy for his pain and his whole back at one thirty to 3, so he's going to be leaving in 15 miles away from me, and I can't go, so it's... So he has an appointment, Susie? Oh. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's group therapy for his okay. stuff, yes. Okay. Thank you so much. And please uh, for me as well. I am very, very upset. I can't go, and I'm going to be 
of ways away from him. Okay. We'll certainly keep you lifted in prayer and all is well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling. <coughs> Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday to you. God is good all the time. Happy Wednesday to you. Good to hear your sound. Thank you so much. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Me too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. And also, <laughs> I got a prayer request. <laughs> um, I got to go to uh, Thursday. Please pray for me and my grandson. Uh, we got a court date. He is incarcerated right now. So, yes, thank you so much. Uh, just pray for us so everything goes well. And you said said this is for you, and and you've mentioned someone else. Who was that? My grandson, Martel. Your grandson. He was arrested yesterday. Yeah. So I have to go to court Thursday. So we hope that he gets some help. Right. Yeah. So he can turn it around. I know I can turn it around. So just pray for us at 11 o'clock, please. Thursday at 11. Okay, and what's your grandson's name? Martel. Martel. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. All right. Gotcha. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salvacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. There is Moxie. Good morning. Good morning, Declare Victory. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Good morning, Moxie. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you, too, guys. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Morning, Valuable. Happy Wednesday. Morning, Declare Victory. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Let us have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, family. It's Prosperous. Good morning, Prosperous. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? 
Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Valacita. Good morning, every declare victory. This is Persistent. Good morning, Persistent. Happy Wednesday to you. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning, Valacita. This is Gloria. It's good to hear your voice. Good morning, Gloria. Happy wonderful Wednesday. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valencita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure you continue calling in during the month of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declarer will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the work we do for him. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we'd like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truth, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have two spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Susie. She is asking for us to pray for her husband, Rick. He has group therapy, and then she's asking us to continue to pray for her. Uh, Sister Lisa is asking for prayer for she and her grandson. Her grandson has a court date this Thursday at 11 a.m. So let's lift them up in prayer. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Lisa. Declaration will be brought by Dion, then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Lisa, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Lisa. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, for us having breath in our bodies. God, even in my morning voice, I even hear a smile in my voice. But this is a day that you have made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we thank you for this day, for this is a day that you have made, unlike any other day before. So we will rejoice, and we're going to be happy. We'll get our joy back. Yesterday is gone. It is past. If it was bad, it can stay in the past. If it was good, we'll thank you for the memory, God. If we've learned a lesson, we won't forget. God, we thank you for the sun as it's coming up today. But we thank you more importantly for your son, Jesus who gave his life that we could have life and have it more abundantly. So we dare not sit back and live an old regular raggedy life because of what you paid for us to have. You paid for us to have a life free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We just celebrated Veterans Day not too long ago, God, but that kind of freedom is only temporary. There will be wars and rumors of wars repetitively happening. But God, when you came into our lives and you gave us liberty, you have set us free from whom the Son is set free is free indeed. So we thank you for that freedom that is eternal. We thank you for that freedom that has freed us in our minds. We thank you for that freedom that has freed us from the bondage of sin. We thank you for that freedom that has made us free and liberated us, that has changed our mindset, that has turned us around and delivered us. So God, we just thank you. We bless you and we exalt you. We thank you for being a good, good father, a great God, the great I am. Everything we need you to be, you are. As you have declared who you are and you've shown us through your word and we have seen in our own lives that you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God that heals. You are Jehovah Nisi, our banner and our covering. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. God, we have been in situations where we have needed you time and time again again and you have shown up, we don't have to ask you to stop by because you've already been with us because you declared that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for always being there in the midnight hour when we have no one else to call. You have been there. Thank you for bottling up every single tear when they fall from our eyes because you said no tear is wasted, no pain is wasted. You take them and God, you see. Thank you for knowing every single number of hairs on our head and I thank you for knowing us intimately and you want us to know you intimately. I thank you that there's always more that we can learn of you and we can grow and know you, God, and know you even as we are known even more so. Thank you for showing us who we are according to the truth of your word, not who we think we are, God, but who you say that we are as it lines up with the truth of what you've already said and who you created us to be before we even got here. God, we just say thank you. Thank you for being Abba Father and giving us the right to call you daddy. Show us, God, for those of us that don't know what it means to have a father, a good, good father. And then, God, thank you for being our leader. As we are studying what it means about leadership and how to lead, it's important that we learn how to follow God. It's important that we learn how to be a servant leader, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you led from behind, in the front, in the middle, wherever you needed to be. Thank you for showing us how to lead and how leaders have strength, but they don't have to exert their power and wield it all over. Thank you that your presence just showed and exuded leadership. 
thank you, God, that man thinks he's in control. Many are the plans of the man's heart, but your plans, God, are the ones that's going to prevail because you are sovereign. You are in control. They think they're running things. They think they own things. They think they created things. They think they have made things. But at one point, they're going to see, and they will know that every knee will bow and every tongue is going to have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord unto you, unto your glory, because you are Father. Thank you, God. Thank you that you are God. So we bless you. We thank you for who you are and what you have done. More importantly, who you have been to us, God. You have been a way maker, God. You have been a mind regulator, God. You have been a heart fixer. You've been a, a lifter of bowed down heads. You have been a mender of broken hearts. You have been the one that has repaired the breach for us. And now you've given us the authority and the ability and the responsibility, God, to stand in the gap to intercede and pray on behalf of those that can and can and won't pray for themselves, God. So we stand in behalf of those that we love and those that love us and those that don't even like us, God. We pray for our family and our friends and our enemies, our coworkers, God, for this nation. We intercede for the ones that you've given us authority over in territory to pray and to intercede, Father, that the, the eyes would be open uh, to the truth of who you are, God, that they would be able to see you, God, that their spiritual eyes would see this you, God, that they would come into the truth of you being Lord, that their ears would be open, God, even on this phone, that our spiritual ears would be open, that we would hear the truth, God, and that truth would make us free. So we thank you for that. We bless you, God, for you said that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, and neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that you have prepared for them that love you. And God, we love you today. We thank you. Somebody's praying for their children. So we come into agreement with the truth of your word that we and our household shall be saved. Somebody's got a child right there now, God, and they're out there and they're wandering around and they don't realize they can come home. So we thank you for the prodigal coming home in the name of Jesus. Somebody's got a, a kid that's struggling in school right now and somebody told them they're dumb and they believe it. Father, we come against the lies of the enemy that's speaking in their minds. It's in the name of Jesus, and, and we call those things that are um, not as though they were. So we speak, Father, that they are leaders, that they shall rise up and recognize that you called them out of darkness into the marvelous light. We believe what the Proverbs say, that if we train up our children in the way that they go, that they shall not depart yet. Yeah, looks like it, but the devil is a lie. He's always been a lie. We pray for marriages, God, in the name of Jesus, that it is a three-string cord that is not easy broken. So we thank you for that union that you have ordained, not the way that the world says it. Who cares about the statistics of divorce, Father? Marriage is possible. It requires work, yes, but it is possible. So we thank you, Father. We pray for those that are single, that we would be satisfied and content in those, the state that we're in until you change it, Father. We thank you. We thank you for those that are struggling, even in their finances, Father. And we would recognize that we can give our way out of poverty. We can change our mindset and how we see about money. We thank you that you called us to be the head and not the tail, that we are entrepreneurs, that we can um, have businesses, that we can 
start up things and that we can be in the front and not always trailing from behind, that you have given us in this life everything richly to enjoy. The earth is yours, the fullness thereof. It always belongs and has always belonged to you, God, not the seven richest families in the world. And if it belongs to you and we are your children, why can we not have these things, Father? And when you give them to us, help us to steward well over what you place in our hands, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's our talent, whether it's people. Father, we just thank you. Teach us how to live according to your word, where we'll be pleasing in a way that we live, God, where you can look at us and say, that's my daughter, that's my son, God, where our lives bring you glory and honor. We thank you, Father, that we will rise up for the earth is groaning, waiting for the sons of God to stand up and take their rightful place, God. And you've called us to be leaders, Father. You've called us, God, to stand up and show the world that we are salt and we are light in the dark and dying world, but we will not give up hope because we recognize what you've already said in your word that we win. God, we have won. The battle is already won in the name of Jesus. So we can speak your word. We can believe your word. So I pray for those that are struggling in their faith, struggling in their belief, struggling in whatever sin that keeps so easily tripping them up in the name of Jesus that we would lay it down at your feet. We would cast it off every single weight and sin that keeps tripping us up because it's nothing but a trick of the enemy. Help us to recognize his devices as they keep throwing us off, Father, making us take steps backwards after you keep moving us forward in the name of Jesus, Father. We don't want to be on a seesaw going backwards and forwards and upwards and down. God, we stand before the mercy of your throne and we plead mercy. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We bless your name. And speaking of that, we call out Lisa's uh, grandson, Martel, and we ask, and Sister Lolly's grandson, and they're both going to court on Thursday, God, no coincidence, but Thursday, God, and we plead the blood of Jesus, and we ask for mercy, God. We ask for the judge to give them favor. We're not saying they didn't do nothing wrong, God, but you have delivered us time and time again, and we were dead wrong, but you had mercy on us, God. I don't know their situation, but we ask that you would give them another chance, and then if you do, God, that you would open their eyes so they can see, to make better choices in the name of Jesus, to follow you, to recognize that you delivered them, and it was only you, and now they can do better, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus as you whisper in both of those young men's ears their responsibility to stand up and become men in this society and know that they don't have to follow the path of those that are choosing not to do right. We bless you for that. We lift up Rick before you, and we thank you for whatever group therapy he's going through, and we thank you that he has that available before him and that um, Susie can't be there probably because he's not supposed to. And I thank you for Susie, and I thank you, God, for her crying out for him, but we pray for strength in her inner man that she recognizes that there's something that we can't do, and only you can do it. So, God, we dare not try to control situations. We dare not try to act like we're God. We don't know everything. So, God, we trust in you. We lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, we acknowledge you so that you would direct our path. Somebody's trying to figure it out, God, on this line, and they're worried and they're anxious about it, but you told us not to try to figure it out, God. You've already worked it out. So we lean not to our own understanding 
Sandy. We are anxious for nothing, but in all our ways, we acknowledge you, God. We are anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we are letting our requests be made known unto you. So everybody take your phone off of mute and let him know of your request. You know what you stand in need of. I don't, but God is able. He yes. is faithful, and he will. Thank you, Lord, and for Thank you. 
um, you guys will begin to get details shortly. Uh, it'll be hosted in the city of Vallejo at Rehoboth Church of God in Christ. Um, and yeah, for those of you that are interested in deliverance, um, we're not positive if it'll be that Friday or that Saturday. But I will keep you all posted on the details. Uh, but it's going to be a thing, so I'm really excited about that. I got the confirmation the other day in between his migrant work, dealing with the immigrants that have been uh, just shipped to Chicago. He has made plans and preparations to come and join us for the gala as well as for us to have an all-out deliverance service. So if you're local or even if you're flying in for the event, uh, we're going to have an amazing amazing uh fun filled weekend that being said uh thank you so much valuable valacita for graciously hosting and greeting at least i fell asleep on you obviously last night <laughs> i surely wanted to hear what the outcome of that particular conversation was we'll have to catch up after the call <laughs> um thank you for for leading us in heartfelt warm prayer I appreciate you. You guys know we are still talking about leadership, still talking about leadership. Thank you, Christina, uh, for holding it down and filling in the gap on yesterday with Tisha on Monday. And now here we are with my favorite day of the week. And I want to start the conversation with my usual stories. Y'all know I've got, I got stories for days. Uh, but this is a fresh one. This is a brand new one. I don't have to take y'all back to... 1997 or uh, 1985. I don't have to take y'all back. I can take you to Saturday. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. We're still talking about leadership, y'all, and I promise I'll, I'll tie it all up. Today's reading is going to be lengthy. It is Colossians, uh, the third chapter, and I think I'm going to read it in its entirety. There's so much meat in there. You can go back and chew verse by verse. Um, but it is wonderful for storytelling. I'm not going to read just yet. I'm just going to share something very transparently with you because you are my family. On this past Saturday, well, actually for the last probably about four or five months, um, for those of you that know, you know, I have two siblings. I have a brother that is 11 years my junior. I have a sister that is 18 years my junior. Mute your phone for us, please. And... Our relationship is extremely peculiar. We're still talking about leadership. My siblings are more like my children than they are my siblings. And a lot of that comes from childhood trauma stuff that had absolutely nothing to do with me. It came from the instability of, um, you know, life and, and some of the happenstance things that occurred uh, for my mother in her early years. And so my, my little brother uh, was in my mind and in my heart for many years, my first son. And I, I promise I'll make this make sense in leadership. And so um, my little brother is in the process. And I'm going to say his name because my this is not just to tell his business. I, I don't really care because it consists of me, which is uh, the whole <laughs> the whole thing this morning. But his name is Marcus. And he's in the middle of a custody battle. He's in the middle of a, a custody struggle. And so I am the one of the appointed supervisors for his visit. 
And uh, if I just be completely frank, my brother is a little bit difficult in personality. Uh, he is my mother's. <laughs> and uh, a lot about him is sometimes difficult to deal with, but I I adore him. I adore him in ways I can't even explain to you. Um, we've been through a lot together, and so there is an allegiance uh, that, that I carry and hold in my heart concerning him. My nephew is not two yet. He'll be two in February. And so uh, his father went from being with him every single day to having to see him uh, when my calendar permits. And this particular exchange uh, this past weekend was extremely difficult. Um, everything about it was uncomfortable. The whole process has been um, extremely uncomfortable uh, for me in general because I didn't want to get in the middle of it because I, I want to maintain a relationship with my nephew, which means that I have to be kind and maintain a relationship with his mother. And um, I was put in a situation where I had to make some active decisions. Now, anybody that knows me knows the history of not necessarily being that nice. And I love Jesus and everything, like really, really hard. Um, but the reality is the old who I was, she still exists. I've learned how to live outside of who I created to survive. And I got put in a position where I began to feel like who I was created to survive. Uh, that, that situation, that experience, um, certain things happened in my body that I hadn't even felt in a while, different types of frustration and anger uh, because it was something that uh, I had to navigate through in order to get to the other side. And so the baby's mother had shared with us that she was going to terminate the visit. And baby, little Miss Justice in me said, no, ma'am, you're not going to do that at all. You're going to get in your car and you're going to turn it on, and you're going to drive off, and you're going to return when this visit is scheduled to end. And she doesn't really know me. She just kind of knows her baby's auntie. <laughs> and I'm really grateful. It gave me a gauge for several different things. It It let me know that there are certain things and certain environments and places that I can't go, things that are contentious and um, high um, negative energy. There are certain things, and this is not me being witchy at all. Listen, people give off what they give off, and you either feel it or you don't. And if you don't, it's because you're not paying attention. But people will, um, if allowed, uh, force what they feel, what they're going through, their emotions on you. I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to be in a situation where I got to choose between if I'm a flash on you or I'm going to stay saved. I just want to be saved and, right? I want to, I want to pass my test with flying colors and I want to do it because I understand that the fruit of the spirit is just that. It is evidence of what is in the tree. The tree and how uh, uh, the fruit manifests. I've never seen an apple tree bear oranges. I've never seen a peach tree pluck and push out pomegranates. It just is 
what it is. That being said, it it made me retreat to old thought processes with regard to codependency. And many of us will not acknowledge, per se, that we have codependent behaviors. We won't necessarily say or um, construct a sentence that uh, makes us liable for these unbalanced emotions, these things that are riddled with people-pleasing and or um, a lack of self-control and or discipline, some things that uh, where you put everyone else's needs above yours. And what I began finding myself doing because of uh, the nature and how sensitive it is I didn't want anybody to think that nobody cares about this boy because we do. He's my, he's my blood. And so it matters to me that his father sees him. And unbeknownst to this um, young lady who is non-pigmented, that's my family altogether. I have a very polka-dotted family, so that's here nor there. But um, she's never raised a pigmented son before. And so I, I said, I said, listen, I don't mean no harm. This boy's fighting to see his baby and, and a whole bunch of men not fighting to see their baby. But here, here I am again, um, navigating the outcome and it being interjected into a scenario that is not my responsibility. It is, but it's not. And when it becomes, um, to the level or degree, and this is with any interaction with anybody, I don't care who it is, your mama, your daddy, your kids, whatever it is, when it becomes toxic, it becomes trouble, right? When it becomes toxic, it becomes trouble. I was put into the middle of a toxic environment with a toxic scenario and a toxic outcome. And in my mind, I had to, as a leader, um, as a demonstrator of being a follower of Christ, I had to make active decisions. Now, if you knew my history, once upon a time, baby, it would have been a little, get choked out like a little chicken, <laughs> just for some of the stuff that was said. But I could feel myself navigating and negotiating through this trouble. I could feel myself um, being mindful of what I said and being cautious of how I proceeded because it is more important to me to see my nephew in future days. It is more important to me uh, for um, the, the, the waters to remain still even after I've entered that environment. So I had to ask myself some questions. and uh, uh, what, what do you plan, Dion, on doing going forward? Because um, I don't want to feel like that again, right? I don't want to feel like if you say one more word, I'm going to snap out. I don't want to feel like uh, if you don't get in your car, little girl, and gone on somewhere, it's going to be 18 problems, and I suggest you call the police. I don't want to feel like that, right? How how do you know what we're talking about here is leveraging leadership, is leading from the proper heart posture is really learning how to not just lead but build leaders in the process because it's my responsibility because I I know better. Right? There are certain things that I understand about the fact that people are watching you no matter where you are, no matter what you do by this time, because the conversation has gotten so heated, people pulling their phones out. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot be on the internet and I will not be a mean. Jesus, Jesus. And so I'm cognizant of all of this stuff, but then it started to make me think, 
how could this be avoided? How about you not be a part of none of this? I I love my I love my brother, I love my nephew, but I don't I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not risking being on the internet and having a million likes because I didn't drug somebody because <laughs> that just still might be in me. No 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 no. I don't even want to put myself in situations where I have to see anything like that. So let's go to the word. Um, let's let's go to the word. And again, we're at Colossians the third chapter. And I'm going to read for heck along, but I promise when I finish reading, it'll all make sense, and then we will talk about it. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going on around Christ. That's where all the action is. See things from his perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though it's invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. When Christ, your real life, remember, uh, remember, show up again on this earth, you'll show up too. Uh, you'll show up to the real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity. That means sometimes you just got to get out the way. I'm not doing that. I ain't doing that at all. I'm not being bothered. Um, life's too short, right? Um, be, meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. And that makes killing off everything connected with that way of death, uh, sexuality, Oh, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it, and grabbing at whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. It's because of this kind of thing that God is about to explode in anger. It wasn't long ago that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better. But you, now knowing better, so make sure all Make sure it's all gone for good. Bad temper. Listen, listen. Bad temper. My temper was a mess. Irritability. Maybe I would get real short and quick real fast. Meanness. I was pretty cotton-picking mean. I'll just be honest. Profanity. Baby could cuss you from one side to the other. Dirty talk. Now, I really ain't never been into dirty talk, but all those things are, are fruit of history. They are not fruit of the spirit. So don't lie to one another. You're done with that. So I don't mean no harm, but you're going to get this truth if you want it or not. If you don't want to know the truth, stay completely away from me. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressing in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. I can't dress like I used to dress. I can't move like I used to move. And not that I dressed while I never did. Um, but there are certain things, and, and when we talk about wardrobe, we're not just talking about your clothing. We're talking about what you put on when you get up. We're talking about what you put on when you walk into specific rooms where you know a hater might be. We're talking about walking into certain places 
armed with different types of emotions and thought processes. We have to learn how to regulate even those small things. And uh, I, I even tried to show up with a positive, okay, this is going to be a great visit. <laughs> and baby, I felt like I was watching cartoons. <laughs> I was like, is this my life right now? Why am I here? What did I show up for? Right? Um, words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and uh, and irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized and uncouth, slave and free mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. Now, this needs to be in your mind, in your understanding, which means that every single time you approach someone, you need to approach them as if they already know the truth, as if they're already liberated, and that should be the interaction, civil and just. Everything about how you communicate with someone should be predictive that they are aware of who Christ is, and if they are not aware, by the time they leave your presence, they should be completely clear, right? So chosen by God for this new life of love, Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Now, here we go. Compassion, right? Sometimes you got to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Kindness. Sometimes you got to go way deep down on the inside of yourself, past the historical feelings and emotions of yesteryear and times past, those moments where you didn't necessarily uh, have it in you to be kind, but he is requesting and requiring kindness of you, right? It means that sometimes you have to demonstrate a level of humility and quiet strength and discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense, right? So I had to get over what this little girl said to me and how she talked to me, how disrespectful it was, how dishonorable it was, because it is what it is. She only got what she got. She can only give me what she possesses. And so sometimes we obligate people to the standard that we operate by, and it should always be our approach. It should always be the anticipated uh, outcome that this person already knows the truth, right? And even if they don't, we're going to introduce them to the truth with what we put on, right? And then it says, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And when you start to think about that as a leader, uh, as a leader, you can't get offended real fast. You can't get mad about little bitty stupid stuff. You can't get mad about big infractions, to be quite frank. Now, you can make some active decisions not to interact from that codependent place. Sometimes we create chaos to manage, right? Sometimes we create scenarios to actually navigate through, to prove that, okay, I'm better now. I'm changed now. Listen, I don't have time. I'm not trying to prove nothing to you. Think whatever you like. I don't care. I don't have time for that. What I know I need as as a as a woman, as a, a mother, um, as a sister, as a friend, um, and as a potential wife, there are certain things and behaviors um that I am responsible for and being consistent in that space, being consistent in how I show up, being consistent in how I love and how I demonstrate the love of Christ is always at the forefront of my mind. 
Um, and what I what I realized is it preserved me from something historical. Like to the degree that this young lady called the police and that and it was so unnecessary. Everything about it was petty and childish. And why what am I doing here? How did I end up in the middle of this with a codependent behavior? We're still talking about leadership. Right? And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. You know, it's easy to love people that are nice to you. <laughs> it's easy to love people that respect you and revere you and talk to you from a place of respect and adoration and honor. But what do you do when someone is not just disrespectful, but disregards the fact that this is a sacrifice? I could be doing anything. Don't nobody have time to every daggum week be supervising this man with his child? Because you made up a whole bunch of stuff. I want to say a lot of stuff in my flesh. I want to tell her things that are just like sitting up in court. Why am I sitting up in court? My kids grown, all of them. What am I doing here? Right? Trying to be supportive, trying to be helpful. However, if it creates something in me, I'm responsible for me. I can't make nobody else responsible for the decision that I made to allow myself to be placed, even though we asked. <laughs> right? There there are some more underlying things that go with that. But the process here is if we don't do anything else, right, we have to wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Now, this is in your Bible. Now, this is the message version. But, but this translation is so clear and so plain, I had to read it all. It says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness, right? And so uh, I had to make moments, even in this mental interaction I had with myself, um, to, to begin to tell God, thank you for how far he's brought me. Thank you for how far I've come because I understand that I'm leading even when I'm not leading intentionally, right? My life is a lead for someone else. My How I handled uh, that situation by the grace of God, which it could have went a whole nother way and by right. And once upon a time, it would have. <laughs> It absolutely would have been a very different story, but because I understand, um, it, it gives me a mind to be constantly thankful for how he's carried me, how he's covered me, how he's cultivated me, how I've changed my clothes, right? Let the word of Christ, the message have the run of the house. I don't care what's going on. At the end of the day, my first thought is, what would Jesus do in real life, right? Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing over your heart out to God. Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. God, I thank you that uh, I did not behave unseemingly in spite of the scenario, but what I can do is I can prevent it uh, from happening in the future. Right? Then it says, wives, understand and support your husbands by submitting to them in ways that honor the master, not the man, but the master. Husbands, 
Go all out in love for your wives. Don't take advantage of them, right? Like the church. Children, do what your parents tell you to. This delights the master to no end. Parents, don't come down too hard on your children or you will crush their spirits. It's important. Servants, do what you are told by your earthly master. And don't just do the minimum, right? Ain't nothing worse. <laughs> Ooh, child. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. Ain't nothing worse than somebody that does just enough. Get your just enough basic average self away from me. You just barely doing. That's not a strength of a leader. Do your best. Work from your heart for your real master, for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Hallelujah. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. Um, the silent servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. Right. And so that is Colossians, the third chapter in its entirety. And I know it was a lot. Um, my suggestion would be that you go back and read it afresh with a fresh set of eyes, um, uh, an open heart to greater understanding. But there are certain things as leaders and as we cultivate leaders, right? People don't care what you say until you back it up with what you do and how you do it. There is a responsibility of every believer to show up uh, with, with Christ in mind, not some of the time, not in some scenarios, but in all of them. And and even though I recognize the quote-unquote codependent behavior of, you know, trying to be there, trying to fill in the gap for my mother, and, you know, there are certain things that I started to see as I, as I backed up and looked at the scenario. Um, it was one of those behaviors that, that had started to creep up of me trying to fill the space of my mother, and it, it happens a lot um, as a result of childhood stuff. Um, and and I started to ask the Lord um, very specifically, what is the root of that? There's a certain responsibility, I think, that kind of innately happens uh, in my formative years and in, in early years. Well, maybe not my formative years because I was 11 when he was born, but um, a, a certain culture of me being responsible uh, for him and his outcomes uh, I believe that came to the forefront of my mind and the reality is that's not the truth. I'm not, that's not my responsibility and I can do what I can, but, but when it begins to impede upon my life, I have to make the necessary decisions as an effective leader, um, not to overwhelm myself with somebody else's stuff, if that makes sense. And so here we are um, with, uh, very specific identifiers of quality leadership. Most of them are forbearing and or resemblant or reflective of heart posture. And uh, what I thank God for is that you get to a certain point in life where how you dress, um, and again, we are not referring to clothes, right? So chosen by God for this new life of love, dressed in the wardrobe God picked out for you. When I start to think about 
um, some of some of the um, historical behaviors that I had that were all created to protect and to defend myself, right? Um, I, I start to think about some of the decisions that I made uh, with my old clothes on. Right, and so this this new wardrobe of of compassion and kindness, humility and quiet strength, and a specific discipline with uh, being even tempered and willing to take the back seat or the low road, as opposed to having to be right or having to be um, the one in authority or having to be the one who establishes the law. Me trying to protect my brother and look, you don't say nothing, I got it. Well, girl, what are you doing? It's not even <laughs> right. And I'm I'm grateful that I was able to avoid a conflict, but it did not negate that I still have some work to do with regard to that. There are still some boundaries that I need to uh, put in place. And we get to a certain point, all of us do, um, that you have to reassess, you have to reevaluate, and then you may have to reignite some old things that you have put in place to stay in this place of compassion and kindness and uh, humility and quiet strength, certain discipline and being even tempered, right? Sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board and be like, hey, I need to fix that. That needs to be corrected. Uh, you know, there there are things that we as um, citizens of heaven or citizens of the kingdom have to rely on that don't have anything to do with our strength. They have everything to do with knowing the truth, right? And they shall know the truth, and the truth shall make them free, right? You get to a place where you appreciate the making as a leader. You appreciate the building. I'm grateful that I did not um, step out of character. I'm grateful that I did not uh, raise my voice above an unnecessary tone. I'm grateful that I was able to demonstrate a certain level of quiet strength because after a while I just stopped talking. Especially after I said I said what I said. But when you're gonna get in your car, <laughs> put your key in your ignition, start that sucker and drive off. Going on somewhere now, ma'am. All of that said, um when we look at the attributes uh, of of true leadership in this particular passage of scripture. I know, if I don't know anything else, especially if you had a, a life of trauma at some stage, um, and from the majority of us, especially if you're inner city or um, depending on what generation you are, there's a level of trauma that we've all dealt with that will require that we revisit passages like this on a, on, on a frequent base, right? Where we come and, and reassess and reevaluate and recalculate and then re-administer um, our, our sales with our new clothing, our sales with our new mindset, our sales with our new understanding, our sales with our new wisdom, and then we have to learn how to apply wisdom, right? So. Needless to say, I I removed myself as a supervisor. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. Just never mind. Anybody but me, because just because I don't want to feel like that. And so, that being said, as as you are cultivating, um, building, 
walking into becoming the leader that God called you to with the wardrobe that he picked out for you, what is it that you know you need to reassess? What is it that you know you need to address again? What is it that you know you may potentially uh, be uh, in a need of confronting and dealing with? And what are some of the things that keep you in your old clothes? right, and old behaviors and old habits and old ideas and old understanding. What is it that you know you need to sh uh, shift in you, right? And as we go through these processes, as we go through um, these different conclusions and realizations, the question then becomes is how do I shift from my old clothes to my new clothes? Well, first of all, you got to recognize your old clothes are not suitable for the new you, right? You ever had a, a, a time where you just did a makeover, right? Some of the old things that used to be okay that I once upon a time I didn't mind, today that's not going to work for me. That's not serving me on any level. That's not helping me. That's not moving me from one place to the next. And you got to be okay with whatever that looks like. And sometimes it's not convenient for everybody around you. Nevertheless, it is the strength of a leader to discern when it's time to bow out gracefully, when it's time to shift or change a thing, when it's time to reassess or reevaluate uh, what angle to take this from. And and sometimes it is not favorable for somebody else. But don't give yourself permission to adhere to old codependent behaviors because you don't know how to approach her now. Ask God to give you the wisdom in what to do next to maintain. Uh, I, I don't want my clothes disheveled. I want them to, to look upright on me. I don't, I don't want my clothes all hyped up and uh, dirty and tattered up. I want to smell good. I don't, I don't want any of my history on me. And leaders make those types of decisions. And they are not always the easiest decisions to make. But what things do you need to do so that you can change your clothes, right? So you can put on your, as grandma would say, put on your church clothes, right? Put on your good clothes. You remember you get home from church, your mom would say, go take some good clothes off, put on some play clothes. I don't, I don't got no play clothes on right now. I'm dressed for grown folks' situations and scenarios, and it means that, um, and, and don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean that I'm on 24-7 because I'm not. I stay out of the way as much as possible. But when I'm put in an eye gate of anybody at any time for anything, I have an obligation spiritually to make sure that I show up as God dressed me not in the ways that I used to, not doing the things that I used to do, not being easily uh, frustrated or flustered or feel like I got to defend or protect myself. I'll get somebody else to do it. I ain't doing that. I'm going to pass. So that being said, listen, I hope I said something that encouraged you, something that caused you to reflect, something that caused you to go into your mind's eye and begin to start doing the deep digging because the reality is there is always more work to do. You don't ever finish. And I think that uh, when you finish, it is when you are perfected, it is when you are 
um, either one of two things. Either you have arrived at that place that God has called you to, and chances are you'll die shortly after. You've refused to do any of the work, and God sees that you're not going to go any further than this right here. Uh, chances are you'll die right after that. But when God sees that you are consistently making efforts to become what he called you to be, to get done what he called you to get done in the earth to complete and conclude those things that he sent you in this earth to do. He gives seed to the sower, which means he just gives you more uh, to do more with. And so my question is, how long you want to be here? Real talk. Because when you put your foot down and you done with it, he'd be like, oh, okay, well, let me, let me help you on out. <laughs> and that, too, is a choice. Real leaders do what's necessary um, to change what's inside so that what's outside shows up differently. So my question that I'll pose to you as we get ready to walk into our second greeting and then love, life, and victory is what clothing items do you need to change? Do you have on mismatch? You got your old jeans on with your new blazer, right? You got your fresh suit coat on with a pair of tattered jeans. Not that that's not a fashion, but I'm talking about what is it that you still need to switch out, right? What is it that you you need more compassion, you need more kindness, you need more love, you need more humility, you uh, have the courage to, to be second and not, not be at the head of the pack all the time because leading is not always about being up front. Sometimes the best leaders lead from, as my sister Ravonda would say, lead from the middle. I'm a middle leader. I, I I can move and shut up and all the rest of the stuff with no problem. Let somebody else do it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Amen. Amen. So that being said, it's our time set aside for hosting and greeting. There may be some uh, gentlemen on the line that want to say good morning. If that be the case, I'll give you an opportunity first. Any men want to say good morning? All right. If not, there may be first-time caller, or maybe you're not a first-time caller. You've called before, but you've never said anything. Any first-time callers or callers that have never spoken before that would like to say something? All right, y'all. Ali Ali Oxenfree. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Pretty Patrice. Wonderful. Hey, pretty. Good nuggets. Ooh, wee. <laughs> pretty, I'm a big girl. I'm a bit. You would have been so proud of me. Ooh, you would have been proud of me. Child, good Lord. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. I was like, ooh, 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 my ear's hot. I probably should go get in my car. <laughs> I'm just glad you're not a mean. Ooh, I'm glad I'm not a mean too. Praise Jesus! I thank God I ain't no viral video on today. Hallelujah! You hear me? Cause I sure could have been one. I sure could have been one. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Jean. Hey, Gigi. Hey, morning. Thank you, ma'am. Good morning. This is Mary. Thank you for those nuggets. Blessings. Amen. Blessings to you. Good morning. Morning is jubilant. Hey, girl. Hey. 
Good morning. It's glorious. Thank you. Welcome. Hey, D. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Thank God for them custom fitters, right? Ooh, sweet, baby. sweet baby Jesus. That's all I can say. God, I thank you. Good morning. It's Miss B. Thank Good morning, you for your... <laughs> Good morning. This is Swanita. Good morning, Swanita. Good morning, it's Elf. Well, hey, Sugarfoot. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. It's Joyful. Great declaration. Thank you. Hey, Joyful. Good morning. Hey, dude. Good morning. You is kind. You is pretty. You is smart. Oh my God! I'm so proud for you. Amen. You you proud for me? I'm proud for me too. Yeah, I'm proud for you, and I'm proud. I wasn't there. Okay, help me go back on me in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, listen, listen, listen. I like to got on the phone. I like to got on the phone. I was like, Lord Jesus, nope, you can't call nobody. I was like, well, I can't fight. Uh, so, and I don't, I don't feel like it. I ain't in that mood. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. That was good word and confirmation. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Well, we'll walk right into love, life, and victory, y'all. Let's do it. Hey, DSG, yeah, let me get my wire count in. You know, a couple of my friends don't let me talk since the 30. But anyway, like I wanted to say, thank God for the Holy Spirit leading and guiding my knees. Uh, I, I still got my blazer jacket, but I try to push it all the way back in the closet um, <laughs> for just a special days. But um, real talk, isn't it amazing how confrontational when you really your heart posturing your your yes is yes how confrontation it feels different and not you got to be seen and you got to be heard or you got to make um your point be be known that it is for the good <laughs> the greater good <laughs> the greater good of everyone and um, I, I felt that way when uh, my son's daughter's mom told me I couldn't see my grandbaby and was the only thing I had left. And all my thing was, if you feel that way, it's okay. But, Lord, I'm going to need you to fix this. And guess what? He did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's a different thing when you really, really trust the Lord. And I'm not saying it's an easy thing because, baby, baby. Oh, Jesus. But um, I, I bless you because you you did would you know you you did what you taught well you exam you example well so bless you sis hey hey grace good morning it's brie hi brie hi i was listening so intently because i thought i might have missed the hootie who but i'm I'm glad to realize (laughs) you didn't send it out (laughs) (laughs) i I was digging out my t-shirt Listen, I was digging out our T-shirt. I filled with the Holy Ghost, but I knocked some stuff over up in here. Don't 
listen, seriously. Listen, I've turned all of this stuff over. Sweet baby Jesus. Seriously, though, thank you for the reminder that even when we're triggered, we still have choices, and mm-hmm. self-control is one of those choices. Um, right. I feel like since the weekend we've been talking about, there is no trigger without a trauma. And until mm-hmm. we address the trauma, we're going to stay dealing with the triggers. So I just thank you for the transparent, in real time, teaching, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that we're all feeling encouraged to address the trauma so that we can reduce these triggers. Right. Right, right, right. It was a perfect weekend um, for the entire process. Um, I think even having had that class, um, the workshop with Dr. Robinson on, Robertson, why did I say Robinson? Dr. Robertson on Saturday, um, and some of the dialogue, it really helped me to, um, revisit some things just in my head and and how um, as a leader, like you don't have time to be hecka emotional. And people tease me a lot because they say I'm I'm aloof or I'm nonchalant. It's really that I'm that's not really the case. It's that I've kind of learned how to live from my heel place. And to be real honest, um, the majority of of the confrontations that I have are for the betterment of people. It doesn't have anything to do with being emotional or flashing or anything like that. It's really helping people do the work. And so being confrontational about something that, that is not my responsibility, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. That's not part of my assignment. Right. And it's one thing to be supportive and to be helpful, but it's another thing when it brings out things in you, that you you are not responsible or liable for, and, and sometimes you just get tested. And so I thank God for process, right? I thank God for a willing heart to be honest and examine myself and where my triggers are formed from and how to do things differently. Amen. Hey, Dee. Hey. Hey, so when you were talking about your situation and being the middle person. So maybe like 17 years ago, that was me with one of my so-called God brothers. Be careful giving people titles. That's another story. But I was the transport for their three-year-old son, and it got so bad. So when you were talking about letting it go, I had to stop because those cases can be so nasty. It got so bad. Now, I met the mother through him, but he wanted me to go to court and lie about her ability as a parent. I could talk about it now because it's a whole book, but I just want to say, be mindful of that because it's just, man, he's no longer here, the son. I can tell the story, but it causes so much friction and leadership. And I, so imagine me 17 years ago, was no declared victory. And so I was a different person. So when you were talking about having to get in your car, I remember times I finally had to say, I can't do this anymore. But long story short, it just grew me up. And also when you were saying how the emotional intelligence, there's some things that happened to me last year that I wanted to drag somebody and choke them, you know, but when you really stop and think about it, that ain't even mine. I'll mm-hmm. give it to the Lord, right? I may, like you said, it ain't, we ain't a robot, so we can just, oh, just rub it off. No, but you can. So for me, what I do now, I get quiet. Is it's better for me to do that because I'd rather be um, um, angry than hurt because that's a difference. Mm-hmm. 
So mm-hmm. I know that it's going to work out with nephew too. Because like you told her, sweetie, there's a lot of men that don't want to be bothered with their kids. He's fighting to see his son. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, yeah, awesome. And I'm so proud. When I say proud, like Sabrina said, did we miss the hootie hoo? But we didn't need it because right. you, you, you handle it like you're supposed to. I love you. Y'all would have been, I mean, y'all would have been proud of me. I almost called Demaria. And then the Holy Spirit was like, well, no, nah, because then you're going to need bail money. I don't got time for that. I'm cool. Oh. Good morning, Sister Dion. It's Wanda. Good morning, hey. good morning, good morning. God bless you. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much, God. Uh, Jesus. And I want to thank Sabrina while she's on the line. Hopefully she still hears my voice. Um, a few years ago, I went to court so I could have visits with my grandchildren. The purpose of having these visits was so that my grandchildren could see each other. Their siblings, they were in different places and hadn't been able to visit. So... One person is real contentious, and I have been hurt by both of these parties involved. Um, I thank God for growth and being able to see and being consciously connected to my own thought processes. Like you're saying, taking off that old stuff and putting on the new is also changing the mindset of what was and what is, and in that tension, being able to grow. Um, one Sunday, I was at church, and I was in there just worshiping and praising the Lord with my tears flowing, and I looked over, and I saw the person. And, and the, immediately God said, you need to go talk to her and make amends. Nothing going to be right until you take care of your side. Because I was wounded and I was operating out of my wounded place. But in the context, he also gave me some people in the church to go take in with me when I did this. And when we made amends, when I made amends and spoke about my woundedness and how I was operating out of that place, it changed the dynamics of everything. So not only do I come with trauma from my past, other people have their traumas, they choose size, they build up stories that make it reliable for people to operate from and others to feel contention with. But I thank God for this work this morning because I have a mediator in the second child. And the mediator is feeling obligated to be that op- the, the, the mediator. And I told her yesterday, I said, it's not on you. But if we could figure a way that we can get together and sit down, the three of us, instead of a phone call here and a phone call there, it might help us to navigate through some stuff. Because the other party has a lot of trauma, too, and it shows up all the time. Mm -hmm. It creates creates a lot of distension, and my grandchildren are the people that are suffering. So Mm -hmm. I'm taking a step back because I also need to look at me. I want to fix stuff and get it done. But God gave me permission to do this because I waited a couple of years before I went to the courts. So I have to keep staying in the stead of what he wants me to do. So mm-hmm. I'm just pulling back a little bit. And whatever happens, I say, okay, God, is in your hand. Mm-hmm. I, I am powerless over other people's stuff. But mm-hmm. I can take care of my side of the street. And thank you this morning because I have some more considering to do around this matter. Five mm-hmm. years is a long time to invest in other people's lives. I love my mm-hmm. grandchildren that much. Five years is a long time to be in contention with someone mm-hmm. because they don't have the ears to hear and they don't know how to negotiate or navigate their own lives. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's draining. <Yeah. laughs> but it does no longer cause me loss of sleep. It doesn't make me angry because God has worked on me in the process. Like, you need mm-hmm. to stop that behavior because my mm-hmm. behavior was, was going back to my old nature. I know a quick way to handle this, but it's going to cost me way more than I want to pay. 
Right. And nobody won't benefit, you know. So thank you this morning because it was in my life. Thank you, Sabrina. If you're out there listening, I appreciate you. Yep, it's a re- it's a real thing, Miss D. And thank you for for your transparency. And I think, you know, if we would all kind of be honest and stop pretending like we don't have things that we are still navigating through, I I will be the first to say on a consistent base, nothing about me is perfect. I don't I don't have time to pretend like it is because that would be an absolute lie. Nothing about me has everything together, and I'm just grateful that I understand that because it's in my weakness that he is made strong. I can give myself permission to live um, without certain boundaries because I know that he's already established some things in my heart. And so thank you for that input, Missy. Um, I appreciate you. Anybody else? Hey, this is Lisa. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk about the outcome. It was actually a good one um, from last night. Um, Mrs. E was talking about the. I'm driving, so here's the noise. Um, the the whatever it is going through, whatever it is, is costing a lot. Um, but I'm here to say that even though it costs a lot, when we stay the course and do it God's way, it's absolutely worth it, right? Because what seems impossible, when we take our hands off of it and stop trying to control it, it is absolutely worth it because he's made us some great and exceeding promises. And he's told us about some things and how they will work out. So I look at how um, when we're trying, when we're triggered, because we use that word a lot and we know about the trauma, it has everything to do with, and I love how you said this, and and I'm just going to say it a different way, um, assuming good attention. Right. Instead of always, because a lot of times we will project what we think and how we feel and our own views and our own lens on the other person that we're in contention with. And and at some point, after we've learned all the stuff we've learned, you even said it, you went through a class, we got to take a test. And mm-hmm. we got to go through experiencing whatever it is so that our faith level can grow, our faith muscle can be strengthened so that we can go from faith to faith so that we can see that we're actually growing and what we're doing is working. And maybe we need to find out what we're doing is not working so we can change up, switch it up. And then mm-hmm. as we're assuming good intention, we got to tell ourselves in the moment now a different story, Right. We got to watch what we're saying to our own selves, just like you saying, I need to call somebody. But now looking past that, you making the, the, the foregone conclusion that if you call somebody, somebody going to end up in jail, right? Somebody. If I'm sitting there, right? If I'm sitting there and I'm telling myself like I used to, I should have said this, I should say this, I should whatever. I'm not in the moment. I'm getting madder and madder because I'm thinking about what she might be thinking about or what she might be saying. And I'm doing all this crazy stuff in my head. I'm creating more of a problem. And my blood blood pressure, my body's responding, basically. My heart rate getting faster. My blood pressure's going up. This thing is all tied together, right? So there's some things we can do to change the course and the direction. And sometimes it's just walking away. And that's Mm -hmm. bottom line, what you did when you're like, I got to tap out of this. You you got to find another mediator. I I love that. Yeah, Listen, thanks, sister. That's big, girl. That's big, big. Love you more. <laughs> big, big. We're on the time. 
baby. That footage would have been so ghetto. <laughs> and you know they waiting to catch you. Sometimes it's a test, but sometimes it's a setup too. Let me try to set us up so he can make us a mean, right? Ooh. To ruin our reputation. <laughs> to oh. ruin God's reputation. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's running a prayer line. Yeah, what they doing oh. over there? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I'm so glad you know what I mean. <laughs> Not from this. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. You hear me? <laughs> oh, yes, all I can say is God, I thank you. Oh, he's sweet. Mm, 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 mm. Anybody else? Child. Good morning. It's just... <laughs> I heard Jacqueline, and who else did I hear? Christina, who else, who else was that? This is Prosperous. I'll go after you, Jacqueline. Uh, really quick, I'm chuckling because as you described that, um, Dion and the person that was just sharing, you know, the scene in Black Panther where he's ready to go off and somebody's like, hey, 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 because they had their phones out. They were ready to record the footage. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful. And I, I pray that particularly as in your declaration and as Ms. B and others have shared that we all have this, we all have this, and this is work that we need to continually do um no matter what great exploit he can cause you to do come on first kings chapter 18 you can do great things and call fire from heaven and first kings chapter 19 find yourself hiding in a cave at the word of a woman that says i'm gonna kill you so um he can use us and he does but when we don't do our work um refine that that thing and be honest about wh what's in us cars have something called a sideline zone module and it allows you to know when something is if, if anybody has ever changed lanes and kind of had that lose your breath moment because you didn't see the car that was right there it was in your blind zone and there's some stuff that's in us some of us know exactly what it is but some of it we don't know and we might need to ask somebody around us like okay i'm trying to do this work and it would be helpful. Um, could you tell me anything that, you know, yeah. that might that might not be so kingdom-ish in my life that I need to work on, and and address it, deal with it. So thank you, Dion, for the declaration. Um, come on, let's not give nobody no footage, y'all. They waiting. They're waiting. I'm not giving not nan nobody never no foot. You will not catch me on film. <laughs> mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't gonna happen. <laughs> not just footage, but not just footage. But be careful when you with your screenshots and your emails and your texts too, because people call those receipts. So you receipts. have to, you know what I mean? Receipts. Yeah. Be mindful of how you go go not so kingdom when you're re returning. Sometimes it's best not to define at all. Okay, I'm going right. Listen, I, I am I am mindful of what I type. I am mindful even of what I say. Right? And I, I am that because I understand that we are held accountable in the heavens for things that we say, y'all. And and that's just the cold, hard truth. So listen, the as especially as a leader, even if you don't feel like you are one, I'm telling you, somebody is watching yourself. Self. Amen. Mm. Anybody else? Yeah, so this is prosperous. Good morning. And hey, your 
message was uh, it was good. It was timely, very timely. Um, in some areas that I was, I've been going through and walking in, um, is that um, prayer? <clears throat> I've been going through some similar things. Like you were talking about um, early on about flashing, or I'm not going to be in that place. Like it was, it's used. To, it could be. I have a propensity in the past, not anymore, but to just leave the situation if I'm uncomfortable, if I don't like how whatever, but how God has continued to grow me over the decades, y'all, because this is a a lifelong walk. It is a marathon, and I'm so thankful for God um, continuing to shed light to me and also through your message. like I had this, um, I never knew what you, what you guys meant when you talked about heart posture, but it's so interesting because um, I was spending time with God the past few weeks, and I'm like, God, um, give me a pure heart, please, uh, just renew a right spirit with me. I was just really asking Him to purify my heart because I know out of that flow the issues of life, and sometimes you cannot leave. Like me, I know I'm supposed to help my mom. And it's not easy. Um, she's older. She's 87. And, and some things they can't, it's just, it's, I know I'm supposed to do it until or unless God tells me different, but I know I'm supposed to be there. And it's not always easy. She is very feisty. She was and she has been here from day one, you know, and I think I'm thankful for that because that continues to show that God is strengthening her. When she's not feisty, then I'd be a little concerned. Um, but I say all that to say that you said so many things that, um, but what I really got from it is even, um, and I never like to be, I, I personally don't want to be a leader, but people keep saying, you're a leader, you're a leader. So I'm like, whatever I'm doing, God, just perfect that in me. But I don't really have a heart to be going around because it does seem like you're just leading and doing all this other stuff. But I do know that it's a servant. It's being a servant of the Lord. So I know I'm rambling, but it's because you said so much um, that has just kind of helped me confirm and just work through this walk because it's, it's, it's not always an easy walk, but just that heart, I, I think that's what you mean by heart posture now. It's just really mm-hmm. making sure because I can go in and I'm going to go in with a great mood. Da, da, da. I have a meeting today. I don't, I don't want to be going to, and I've been praying on it. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I don't want to go in and be like, okay, whatever you say. I want to go in with the right, pure heart. Mm-hmm. God, that's where he blesses. That's where the blessing comes. It's not when you leave or flash or whatever. Or me, I just depart, get out. I'm realizing that when I lean into what God wants, what I'm supposed to be doing with him, then it's going to be good. So thank you for your message today. It is going to be good, Pammy. You got the right idea. You got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> Anybody else? Hey, Dion. It's persistent. Um, hey. hey. Yeah, this is a good word. There's something about uh, this season, because I've had um, three episodes, and two I passed, one I failed. It's something about family. (laughs) Something about family that will take you there. Um, Yeah, 
but I did recognize uh, how the situation could have been, but I also recognized my natural reaction. Well, I flowed. I was flowing in the spirit. It wasn't my natural reaction. I was, it, he had me. I was, and I didn't even see it until it was after, until afterward. It could have been a whole thing. And, um, and the settings that they were in could have, um, they were Christian settings, let's just put it like that. Um, so it could have changed a lot. Uh, it could have it could have changed my reputation, you know, could have my image, who I all of that. It could have disrupted that and caused a ripple effect. Um, but then when it came to family, that's when I I didn't pass. I'll just put it like that. And I and I and I've noticed it when it was over. Right. And of course, I spoke to the, I spoke to the Lord about that. Um. But family will take you there. That's a whole different thing that one has to, um, like like Pam just said, have the right heart posture and spend time with the Lord and understanding just how deep that goes, how that how that root is in you, uh, and why, and what it's going to take to heal it. Right. That's why that's why I appreciate this message because. And it just happened Monday. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is the season. This is the season. But it's so funny because when you were talking, I wanted to know the outcome. Did she get in her car? <laughs> Absolutely. And and put her keys in the ignition, started that fuck up, and drove off. Absolutely. Because my last statement was, if you know like I know, you'll go ahead and call the police. Call the police now. <laughs> We gonna we gonna call them pre-adventure, okay? Amen. Call call the police. Man. Yeah, cause she's not about to do take this baby. So I don't know what you are gonna do after that. But taking this baby is not an option. So there's that. Hey, Dion, it's Miss D again. I just want to say something real briefly before I head out the door. I have siblings, and growing up. I didn't, I grew up in an environment with these siblings, with the same mom. Our dad wasn't there. Later in life, a lot of things show up that I thought I was the only person who had these experiences with my parents. Uh, about two months ago, one of my siblings came and read some, some, some things to me that someone had written to, to them. And as they were reading, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you had that experience. I thought I was the only one experiencing the trauma that I carry, but my siblings also carry trauma. And when we see the trauma, when I saw the trauma that my sibling had was the same trauma I carried, I began to understand the course of our relationship through the years that has been a little stretched. But because I heard her and listened, after we got off the phone and, and I had time to consider what I heard, I called her shortly thereafter and ask forgiveness for my part and not seeing her also. So if God works internally to create a new woman in me that's putting on these new clothing, the new thinking, the new compassion, the uh, 
the strength to go say, I apologize, I'm sorry, please forgive me for X, Y, and Z. It makes a difference in family relationships also. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. as for me, I didn't see their trauma. But they had the same things I got. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, she experienced that too? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now I see why we bump heads a lot. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to mention that the trauma didn't only impact me. It impacted pretty much everybody in that family system. We all just operate differently in it. Right. So that might help any of us who are having contentious relationships with our siblings. Yeah, and, and I think for for me personally, my brother was so much, well, my siblings in general are so much younger than me. I always tried to shield them from everything. I I became their Jehovah Gabor. I don't, you don't have a right to do that, right? And it's, it's not always, especially as a leader, um, you know, it's one thing um, for us to be part of a church. It's another thing for the church to be part of us, right? And and to be able to differentiate the two and for people to experience the difference. One of the things you'll notice about me when I am dealing in discipleship or um, I'm witnessing or ministering, I never mention church. Church is the furthest thing from my mind because church did not transform my life. The Holy Spirit did. And having a relationship with Jesus is what did it for me. Um, and so to demonstrate uh, that godness, that godliness, that righteousness is a matter of heart posture. It doesn't have anything to do with the words that you say or the churches we invite people to. When people experience us, how do they experience us? I don't want, listen, when when I, uh, when it was pickup time for that little baby, after she got in her car, started it up and drove off, she came back. And I was just as nice, like nothing had happened. And once upon a time, I would not have been able to do that. Like, for real. Like, to to walk away from that scenario and to know that that was a test. And it'll come again. Probably stranger. Right? To walk away from that and be like, ooh, ooh. I actually, I mean, to the degree that um, somebody did show up at the park because I kind of told them what was was going on. And when he showed up, I was like, oh, God, I thank you, because I didn't know if she was going to bring her family back at pickup time. And I was like, Lord, I can't call my son because he won't even go to jail because he got paperwork that say he ain't, he ain't anymore. <laughs> Listen, I had, I had to negotiate all kind of stuff in my head, y'all. You have no idea the trauma I put my own self through trying to figure out how to not go to jail. I, I, Jesus, I can't go to jail. <laughs> it's too late in the game for that help. Amen. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? Dion, I do. I have something to ask. See, and yeah, yeah, that part too about the jail. God said, do you know how much greater I have for you, my daughter Dion, in jail? Way, way more. Not even thinking about that. But, um, you know, I was thinking about um, during this pandemic, I've been working remotely, so I don't have to, like, drive, travel that much like do a lot of driving. I used to be sitting in the traffic. So uh, last Friday or sometime last week, I went to go meet a friend for dinner and um, it was during commute time and people were, you know, it's really when you're not in it, you know, it's kind of like, wow, people honking their horns and, you know, because I hadn't been sitting in that. It's just interesting, like perspectives of like 
where you sit and then but it gave me I was able to give grace and understanding like wow I mean, I kind of get that because when you're just sitting in traffic and people honking horns because you're not moving and, you know, somebody was ahead of me, but I don't know if that makes sense. But it's just, it just, that perspective, it just, I thank God for just helping me continue to learn and grow in grace for others and understanding because I used to sit in that. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes complete and utter sense, huh? Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, this is Gloria. So two things. One, th- thank you, sis. Two things. One, um, I saw myself, even as I contemplated <laughs> the uh, the outcome, if I did what all of my old me was telling me to do, I cried all day long one time because mm. I couldn't respond the way my flesh wanted me to respond. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. I prayed, I cried, I prayed, and I cried. Mm-hmm. And finally, finally, it took a friend to say, hey, hey, you crying because <laughs> you can't act out the way you want to act out. You've been praying God won't let you do it. You, and they thought it was the most funniest thing. But the, the outcome of it was the next day, the person that I really, I had in all of me, in all of my mind, my old Gloria had decided to knock. I mean, grab and knock. But I couldn't do it. And all mm-hmm. I could keep saying was, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> there's something wrong with you. But the next day, the the person came back and apologized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And then the, the other thing is, for myself, knowing, recognizing the, the trauma that I've been through when I talk, when I think about and talk about and deal with family is, all of us, like you said earlier, all of us have been through some trauma, and everybody's trauma effect and reception is different. So while my mind might be one place, that doesn't mean either my siblings or my children that they're in the same place. So I have to, I continuously have to find myself saying, you know what, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm stay right over here in this box because God, I thank you for you being my God and you giving me the heart and the desire that I have. But I can't make what I'd want be what they'd want. And I have to stay clear of that. And I appreciate you for helping me to understand and to see that. And 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 to appreciate it because I do appreciate it. And so now when I'm interacting and you know, whatever, whatever is going on or whatever might not be in the sphere of of where I would like for things to be. I say, you know what? Everybody has their own desire and their own, they got their own right to make their own choices. And this is the choice that I've made. And Father, help me to stay right here and not to deviate and not to get caught up in anybody else's trauma. So that's, mm-hmm. it, it has been a blessing. I thank God for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Real talk is, Look, it is a whole process, and it does not ever stop. You hear me? Absolutely, the entire life. Yeah, the work continues. Just keep going. Just keep going and keep on making sure you ask yourself the right questions. It's important, and only you can do it. Like, nobody can do it for you but you. And so I'm I'm grateful to God for... um, being able to to do the work and not being afraid to confront my stuff, 
you know what I mean, and, and be honest about it. Be like, oop, that thing's showing up again. No. No. I want to challenge all of us, and I'm going to say something, and don't assume that I think I got it together because I don't, and I, I'm challenged in this area. But as all of us, most of us, I'm going to say it on this call, I'm going to say all of us are believers, born-again believers who have Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. And as a result of having Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, we have the fruit that comes along with that, right? And so the most important people in our lives, we tend to not exercise restraint with them. But one of the fruit is self-control, that temperance, right? And I know we have it because when somebody offends us, like our boss at work, we don't go off and snap back, right? Because we want to keep our job. We got something to lose. But when we have an op with our family member, we snap back, we go off, we don't exercise restraint. And so don't tell me we can't do it because in the right place, I'm going to use you for example, persistent, don't say, I'm not picking on you, but you said when you were in the right setting, like in a church setting, you exercise that restraint and it's with different people and you pass those tests. But with family, it's not so, we don't exercise the, the Holy Spirit's restraint of self-control, but those are the most important people to us, and they love us. So the question is why? And we know it's an attack of the enemy to kill, steal, destroy our family relationships so that we can't be effective in any other relationships because we're thrown off because we messed up in our family relationships, right? Mm-hmm. It is such a trick, right? And we have the ability, and I know we do. Because we got so much to lose at our job, but we got so much more to lose with relationships with our families. So let's exercise that self-control, speaking to myself, restraint with our family. Let's exercise the grace that I think Pam talked about and Bree mentioned about, you know, Holy Spirit and exercising and those, the, the, the fruit that we have to demonstrate that. We can do it, and we can manage our emotions. We don't have to let our emotions control us. I know you're going through the book now, um, Emotional, Healthy Spirituality. Many of us have already been through the book and going through it again because we need to. But we can do this, y'all. <laughs> we can. And Holy Spirit right there to help us. Yeah, we're going to do it. Not mm-hmm. only are we going to do it, but we're going to do it. And the next time a test shows up, we're going we gonna to make it shame. Yeah. yeah. And might not even recognize it because it's going to be like, oh, oh, that was a test? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, no. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not biting into that. I'm just grateful that I was in the middle of it and saying, oh, wait, you trying to play me, devil? No. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Not today, devil. <laughs> Listen, it most certainly could have been different. Hey, hey. Um, I just want to weigh in and just say thank you. This has been um, a wonderful conversation, great teaching, and so on time. I'm just sitting here in awe of of how God moves and and how uh, when you are in position to take time to be quiet and still, you can hear um, and see things see see things differently. And as I have been, um, as our sister Bri said, you know, that speaking about trauma and I, I can't help but think of like an onion and all the layers. You peel back a layer and then there's there's more. You peel back and you just have to 
keep going and be willing to make the decision to turn around and face it. And so as I am um, being challenged to take inventory and explore uh, the triggers, I'm just so grateful to have such a wonderful cloud of witnesses and to be in the company of people who are also doing the work and doing it um, from a place of love and to just have the community and relationship in the space of a declared victory um, to go through this process with, because it, it, it's a journey. And as you said, I mean, the work is, it's ongoing, but um, to have the opportunity to look back and see where you come from as you or are excited in anticipation of where you're going is just a beautiful thing. And so thank you, Dion. I can't, I can't help but say it. I know you hear it all the time, but just for your yes and for your obedience and for, because it's easy to give up, right? It, it's easy to, to not um, show up when, when things get hard and to, to walk the walk. So I'm grateful to you and, and people who are around you and support you and encourage you um, to keep going for all the lives that you, that you touch and you change just from your yes. Um, and just for being such a wonderful example. So I'm just grateful to you and I'm grateful for this platform. Um, and I love you. That's all. Love you too, sis. And thank you for that. And listen, my, my yes was strong armed. <laughs> I didn't have no choice. I knew if I didn't say you hear me? I was I was gonna be laid out somewhere straight up dead. And say, Oh, 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 you not letting up? Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, Jesus. Yeah. Good morning, Engine Number Nine. Good morning. Be, good morning. I was trying to be quiet because I was trying to get out the DOE, but y'all touched on some good stuff. But one thing, um, last month when my aunt passed away and I had to go home for the funeral, I had super anxiety because I had to face a family member that had uh family like you said family trauma when we were young she did me really really wrong dirty uh don't need to go into it but she constantly from when we were from that point on everything i don't know what it was about me but then i then again i do that every time i turned around my name was in my mouth anybody that was close to me well i don't know why sonia doesn't talk to me it's this this and that and I caught her one time talking to my dad, and I went off. And it's not the first time she did it. And I told her, I said, let me tell you something. Don't call up here with that. It's not necessary. And my dad told me, you need to forgive her. I said, well, I did. He says, not, not by the way that you're acting. Mm-hmm. And I said, but she keeps poking me. I said, you can only keep poking somebody and not expect a reaction. I said, I don't bother her. I don't, I'm not in her business. Mm-hmm. So when my aunt passed, my, um, my cousin and I had a real deep conversation. She says, I have just come to the point that let everything go and just forgive. I said, I have, she goes, no, you have not. I was so mm-hmm. mad at my cousin, I hung up on her. Mm-hmm. And I called her back and I said, I'm sorry. She goes, I understand. She says, I I forgive her, but I don't want I can't be around her because I I see how she is and I see what she does. 
But when it was time for the funeral and I saw her, I gave her the biggest hug. Do you know I feel so relieved? Everything's gone. Because it's right. Let it go. And realizing that she needs help. And that's what that was all about. Regardless of the hurt that she and pain that she's caused, she's hurting too. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like hurting. they said, family will make you go cross-eyed sometimes. But learning that walk away ministry is like, yeah, no, let me just walk away and let the Lord handle that right now because I'm not, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, let me not put my hands to it or my mouth. Mm-hmm. And that learning that real well. Mm-hmm. So this was good. Amen. Real good. Well, it's just I figured I, I'd use it since it matters. Hey, D, it also teaches us how not to grieve the Holy Spirit or dismiss. Um, once we say yes, you know, those are the things that um, we're saying yes to. Yes, lead me and guide me. Yes, use me. Yes, I'll obey. So great example. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's just worth it. It's not easy. Totally. It's freedom. Yeah, you feel the freedom. You feel the weight lifted. And, and, you know, you can walk so lightly after, you know, being obedient to the spirit of the living God. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello? Good morning. I heard two people. Who who said who said hello first? It's Moxie. I thought it was Mox. It's Moxie, and then who else was that? Cynthia. Okay, so go Moxie, and then go Cynthia. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, you guys. Oh God, yeah, such a great declaration. But you know what's really for some reason just stirred up in my spirit right now, and um. Definitely, Holy Spirit done um, convicted me. But it was just like I was—I remember like a time where my um, my aggression, you know what I'm saying? Like when somebody disrespected me, you know how I checked them or how I came at them, you know. All, it was just a, a rule to me growing up: like you're not gonna disrespect me, you're not go this, you're not go that, right? So I remember like operate from that place of, you know, what I'm saying of anger and you know uh a stance of you know you ain't don't cross me or you you can go definitely get the business type of um, mindset right so holy spirit just i was just sitting here going like wow i, I feel like i got better with so so i bet they didn't mess with me you know you always just sit there like doing that and he convicted me and say you thought you got results you thought it was a result like you know but like now for me like you know understanding who i am and of course the the, the season of of the approach that I have to come in love, right, and kindness, and you know, when even when it comes to my family, for me, I love that. I love the new the new person that I am. I love that you don't have to come with such um you know that rage, and and I gotta be ready to fight. I gotta be ready to go at at, at any moment. You know, I do, but I do um also be like, man, I felt like I got better results when when I when when I showed a person not to test me like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's just a it's just a trip of thinking of, you know, with me taking away that perception. 
like no more, you did not get um, better results. You were coming from a, a, a angry, traumatized place. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just thinking about that in that way and understanding like this new person, these new clothes I have on is, is, is a blessing. You know, it's a blessing because I can now be, you know, love. I can show love and kindness. Like even with my brother, you know, the, those situations with family. So the best advice you had gave me was like, hey, don't go over there. You know, you can't be drinking over there. You know, you got to be ready. You got to not be, you got to be in the right mindset. So I'm so grateful for when I do do that now, you know, I, I can see better. You know, I can, um, I can minister better. You know what I'm saying? I can just, just, you know, discern better and everything. So I'm grateful for these new clothes. But I have to put the bed, that mindset for myself that I got better results, you know what I'm saying, by being more aggressive, by, you know what I'm saying, y'all you, you, know what I'm saying, right, like, you know, yeah, so God be praised, you know what I'm saying, because I was, I was grieving her, I remember one time we were going to walk it out, and <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh, sometimes I just want to do it, you know what I'm saying, like, ooh, 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 you know, like, I just want to do it one more time, and I remember mm -hmm. Lisa was like, no, Moxie, no, Moxie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay, you know that's that's like um, you know the word I'm looking for like you reservations like you wait for somebody they next thing you know of course you will not pass the test so yeah mm -hmm. I had to put that whole mindset to bed that no that's not you anymore you can't operate mm -hmm. like that anymore I said I you know I won't fail you guys I pray I don't but yeah I have to think that way I have to um, show up that way mm hmm it's real yeah. like even with my kids. Come on, y'all. Let's think about the kids. Oh my God! You know they yeah. oh Jesus. They know they know how to push them buttons. They know how to you know come on turn over them cards on you. Like come on, yeah. They yours. I know, and I love them the best. <laughs> yes, too. But yeah, y'all. Just, just thinking about that in that way of you know that old person, some old clothes. You know, stay in the closet. Just go in and get rid of them all. Just throw them away. You, ain't gonna, you don't need to wear them no more. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Go ahead, Cynthia, babe. Yeah, love you. Okay. Um, this, this, um, what you're talking about, thank you, Dr. Dion, for your speaking the word. Um, this really hits home. And um, I've been dealing with my... um boys for a long time um i'm the type that i open my door when they need help but you had talked about clothes and you wasn't talking about the physical clothes you were talking about the clothes spiritually and i have gotten to the point where i have i believe that i have passed the test but sometimes it comes to a point I'm learning as as you were speaking, and as I believe God was speaking to me, it comes to a point where you have to let them go, when mm -hmm. especially when they become of age, because they'll start running over you. They mm -hmm. they don't appreciate. They want to just live up under you, and you they want to just say anything. And I love my boys very dearly. I love them dearly, but I'm, I told them time after time, you can't come here and not work and, and don't help. 
and don't expect mm-hmm. me to react. I didn't react in a bad way, but I react where I need them to understand that you can't just keep staying here. You guys are not children anymore. You're 25 and you're 27. My 25 is gone now, but it's like no matter what I do, no matter how much I open the door and help them, the return I get is I'm the bad person. I, I'm I'm the bad person because I said this to you. Father has never been in their life. I did it all by myself. So my 25-year-old is gone and did not call and tell me where he he made it or anything like that. And I told my 27-year-old, you've got it to the end of this month. I love you dearly. I want the best for you. And they tend to get upset, get mad. And I, but I keep the clothes on spiritually, but it's tough because I'm wanting to see that when my kids come around, we have a joyous time. And so far, it has never been like that. Um, it has never been like that. I'm always the one end up crying and uh, I got to start praying and read my word, which I do that all the time, but it hurts. And I I see where you talked about how when you was wanting to help your brother and you had to take your hands, I literally have to take my hands off. It's to the point where I can't help no more. Because it's not doing any good, it's just hurting me more, or it'll make me not wear the right clothes, and I'll end up saying something that I'm not supposed to say, and I'm like, Lord, oh, please forgive me, because I said this, because I'm trying to help. So I just Mm -hmm. thank you for the word, It, it, it really spoke to my heart, and just thank you for everything. Amen. That's a big deal. That's good stuff, Cynthia. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for your transparency. It absolutely matters. Dion. Yeah. This is glorious. I promise I'm going to be real short. But it's something that runs through my mind uh, a lot, all the time, really. When When things come up, something that you said, you said that doesn't serve me well. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's been a very strong check. That doesn't serve me well. Mm-mm. Nope, not doing it. Love you. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning. Well, thank you, girlfriend. Well, you have a wonderful day at work. We love you. I love you. Taste mom. Taste my Amen. Amen. Anybody? Um, this is Pamela, real quick. Um, just thank you so much for the declaration. I've just been sitting here listening, listening, um, and just you know, saying ouch, because <laughs> it's like everything everybody has been saying, as well as your declaration, is just like stepping all over my feet. Um, you know, every uh, for me, family has always been that that 
thorn in the flesh. And, you know, it's like there's always been contention, um, even when I was taking care of my mom. And, you know, it it's gotten to the point now, you know, where it's like I don't need that. Um, you know, my um, siblings, we're all good now, but, you know, it's like I try to eliminate the drama as much as possible. And, you know, sometimes I just have to um, not um, pick up the phone, not <laughs> engage, and um, it gets difficult at times. But um, I just thank you for um, your word, your message that, you know, just really um, blessed me because, like I said, it's, it's, it seems like I can be very calm in most situations and I don't let things get to me but when I come to family it's like that's when um I get poked you know and that's when I respond and go off and come out of character so many times with them um but um I need to be accountable for you know my actions and um make sure that I'm always choosing love. And um, I think it was um, Lisa or, or Dee Dee, someone said that um, we, um, people respond out of trauma. And, you know, as I begin to think about my siblings, you know, all of us have experienced some of the same trauma. And I feel like that's oftentimes, um, the hurt and the trauma that um, we we, uh, we respond out of with one another. And my prayer is that, you know, um, we can sit down cordially and talk where we can hash out whatever is happening in love so that, you know, we don't have to continue to um, repeat these, um, um, you know, repeat this over and over and over and allow it to continue from generation to generation. Very good. And that's, I think that that's the key element and that's the place that I'm at. I am not handing off old systems and cycles to my children and how I manage and navigate. That is my responsibility and nobody can make that decision uh, for me, but me. And so, you know, we can say whatever we want, but the reality is we have a absolute responsibility to be cognizant um, at all times, straight up. We have a responsibility to be mindful at all times and nobody can do it but us. Amen. Anybody else? Um, let's just keep everyone in prayer. I'm going to keep everyone in prayer. Just it's interesting. Families seem to be the same. I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. The same, a lot of the same. What I'm, what I've been hearing is family, and it is. It's you know, especially as we're going into Thanksgiving and the holiday season. Just um, let us just keep continue to keep our brothers and sisters in Christ in prayer. As we go into the season, um, 
and then and God will say it is good because we're leaning in and that God will just continue to give us a pure heart as we go into those uh, situations that have been challenging in the past. Listen, because the holidays make me nervous every time. I I kid you not. We have 12 tracks during the holidays. Yep. Hey, D. Hey, you're so right. Hey, so, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with just my, my, my grown kids and um, we do have to um, do some work, have real, because all the praying and talking and have some real hard conversations with your kids so you're not transferring your trauma, you know, from now that I'm a grandmother, I see things differently. And so we do have to pray. That's good. But sometimes just being open and honest, right? Then stop making our, not, this ain't everybody's story, but sometimes just letting the kids talk and listen, sometimes letting your spouses talk and listen, not listen to respond or get them, no, but just really listen to hear what they're saying. And that's how you really heal. But you're right, this time of year, it's like ugh, grateful, grateful, thankful, but it is a lot of people who really just need you to listen. And you can heal some of that trauma from your kids, your grandkids, so you don't have to, um, you know, rehearse some things or even re, re, replay some things. If that makes sense. Mothers to daughters, fathers to sons, it, it's big. And the wounds, and I love my sister Sabrina. Thank you for your book, and thank you for really helping us heal. And even as my mother is aging, this is a whole different phase of it. So it doesn't end, but you got to really do the work. And, and, and reading scripture and all that's good, but really have conversations. That's what I think we're missing. I love mm. you. Going on mute, my babies. Y'all hear them coming in. Hey, girls. Amen. Well, you guys, it is after the hour. Um. Yeah. After the hour. Yes, babe. I'm sorry. I wanted to um say one more thing. Um, my son, the one that I'm dealing with now, when he was um. I don't know how old, like, he was very young, five, six. He was touched the wrong way, so he's um, gay. And I'm not trying to put his business all out there, but I'm not, because I have tried talking to him. I don't know um, if he's got AIDS or if he's going to die. Um, I have tried over and over try talking to them. And all they do is keep bringing up the past. Like, I don't even see my daughter. Um, I just wanted to say that. Uh, and and what came to my mind was when you said um, our, how our parents can only give, give, give us what they have. And that comes to me um, where I didn't get much love I did love my kids and I didn't put them on people, but I may have not give them, given them enough love or attention. I'm not quite sure, but I have tried over and over reaching out. And every time I tried to talk to my son, he write this horrible page about how I am and how this happened, that happened. So I'm just, I'm not saying, well, what was me or not like that. I'm just saying just um, if everybody on the line don't mind, just keeping him in prayer um, mentally and um, 
that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to say that part, and I forgot. That's it. Very good. Thank you for sharing, and, and you're fine. We get it. Everybody got And anybody else? Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Hi. Hey. Hey. I um came in late. I was at work. I'm just leaving the airport. I'm gonna go back and listen to the playback. But what I listened to so far, I'm just um taking a lot of things in. Um, I think somebody mentioned that it's the holiday season, and this time of year for me, it's very difficult. So I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. Um, it's really difficult, but I just trust God. And um, when you talked about talking to your children, um, talking to your children, it's just, it's what Didi said, it's really important just to have, you know, um, a conversation that's just genuine and just heart, just being honest, because I think that they can identify more with us being honest than us you know, trying to tell them well, when I was your age, I did this and I didn't do that. And I did a lot of that stuff. Um, so I'm learning and I'm growing one day at a time and I'm going to be silent for a minute. So if you guys need to reach out to me, I just want to say reach out to me by calling me on my phone or a message, a message but um, I'm going to detach me to Facebook for a minute because I just need to reflect on something. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? I can I can barely hear you. Amen. All right, guys. Well, listen. With all of that said, um, I want everyone to just be mindful today. Anytime you have that type of a conversation, chances are more likely than not uh, that that test is probably approaching you sometime soon. We will pass all tests from here going forward. We will not be sideswiped. We will not be thrown off. We will not get caught up in emotions and feelings and do things that we used to do because we know there is a greater good. So, um, yeah, keep going. That's all I got. Keep going. I promise you will win if you don't quit. Being consistent about growing and becoming is a decision. I don't care what nobody say. We decide uh, whether or not we want to whatever. We decide it is a decision. So, listen, I love y'all, but I promise God loves you way, way more. I get these nasty germs on Have a great day, you guys. Love Be you blessed. too, Pastor and family. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love you. Love, love you. Have a blessed day, everybody. Love you guys. Have a blessed day. Walk in victory.